And welcome to another exciting edition of the Far Out Podcast. What do you do? What do you do? John, John is a, John has his hand in the candy jar right now, like caught in the cookie jar. Caught in the cookie jar. John, what ah. you doing? Um, that we have this new bit called eating a French fry live on the show that I was just testing out. There. Passing the curly fry right before yeah. we go on air. It's always a good. Yeah, idea. I forgot that I was holding a mic right in front of my face. Mirrors. So, well, it's a uh, Mohammed writes in. <laughs> I love it when you guys eat chips and drink on soda. The show. All right, so uh, into the right of me, the great Brock Perez. Hi, all. What's up, Todd? How are we doing? I'm having a little bit of wine. Right uh, Tisdale wine, to be specific. My family label. We have discussed before Jeez. on the. Is that really? Yeah, it's Tisdale. Wait, that's your family? No, no, but. You I, said your family label. Well, I always, because I consume so much, oh. I sometimes uh, like to think that. So, I think it's a line from Raiders of the Lost Ark where Belloc is like getting drunk with Marion. He's like, it's my family label. <laughs> and that's how I, I believe so, Tisdale is. This Tisdale uh, Chardonnay, if I have it correct, is uh, what vintage? I believe Yesterday. It's a, besides being spooged on. Yeah, it does. The bottle, the thing is, I bought it at 7-Eleven. Doesn't this look nasty, John? Yeah, it does look so like... Good. Did you get a discount? Why didn't you uh, get one that was clean? I don't think they were because it was the first one. <laughs> okay. This bottle is seriously there is a layer of shit on the bottle. Well, that is it's not shit. It's you not don't know what it bottle. is because it's not shit because it's white. Which, but well, that actually, make you don't know shit. what color it is because yeah. when you see like take a look there, uh, it sort yeah, of is, and it's got like sort yeah. of a yeah. Look, I think it's blood. I think it's got. If blood were white, it might be blood. No, no, no. Oh, look no. at the label. Because so that's where you can see the color, and got, it looks like the color of blood. Looks like it has wine aids or something. Anyway. <laughs> the the <laughs> bottle appears it was at a murder scene, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. But it is. But yeah, Tisdale, uh, brewed, or uh, what is wine? How do you make wine? What's the what's the word? It's not stepped brewed. on. You step on grapes. Okay, well, wine. these were stepped on by Wayman Tisdale, <laughs> formerly of the Phoenix Suns, which is odd because he only had one leg, and he's also now dead. But um, which is unfortunate. Getting, anyway. getting beyond, getting beyond the wine. John happened to notice when he came to my house today that there is a new member of the Perry family. <laughs> I like that Todd's calling inanimate objects family. Well, that's but how, this is a big object. Well, I'm 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 a 33 year old man who has no children. Therefore, I'm starting to get attached to inanimate objects and calling them children. Fair enough. Uh, but. John happened to notice that in the driveway to my house is a 1998 Lincoln Continental. That's about yes. the size. <laughs> That's a, that was a good year for Continentals right there. Hell yeah. yeah. That's about. Yeah. Nice. It's about the size of a small pilot whale in well, length. Is it really? Well, it's about. What, how, how long do you think that car is, John? Just guesstimating. Um. Uh. 14 feet. It's about, yeah, it, it, it's about, pilot whale about 16. Okay, max. yeah, then I guess you're about right, yeah. Small killer whale. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, there, there's a very large automobile in my driveway. It's because I inherited a 1998 Lincoln Continental. Now, uh, Buck, is it cataracts? No, it's a Lincoln Continental. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank and, you. Uh, All right. Well, here's the thing. It's like, because Lincoln Continentals, you see them on the road, and they're pretty big cars, but they don't look that big. Next to my house. But here's the thing. It's parked next to his house, and right behind it is Todd's old car, the Jetta. Yes, and 99 you, Wolfsburg edition Jetta. When you see the two next to each other, the Continental looks like it could eat the Jetta as a snack. Like, it yeah. really does. Like, this two side by side. Like, if, when you just see a Jetta, you're like, ah, eh, it's a decent sized car. And you see a Lincoln Continental, it doesn't look that big. But when you put the two side by side, you're like, wow, that Jetta is tiny. Holy and shit. that Lincoln is big. Now, you realize I've had to go from one car to the other this week because I inherited the uh, Lincoln Continental because, to make a long story short, my uncle is good friends with this guy, we'll call him Mr. K, Yeah, who is an older gentleman. Who has a lot of money. Who has a lot of money. And apparently spare cars just lying around. And his it was his wife's golf car in Florida. So they had it driven from Florida till Chicago because Mr. K wanted to make a bucket list trip to Los Angeles with my uncle. So they're like, well, we need a car. So they're like, well, let's, we'll take my wife's Lincoln. And then we'll just leave it in California because we don't want to pay to have it driven back to Florida. And my uncle knew that I was in need of a car because my Volkswagen's getting a little older. So I basically inherited a massive gas-guzzling whale of an automobile that is the most comfortable fucking thing. It's like driving a couch. It's all just leather seats. A little sidebar, is your uncle Morgan Freeman or? No. Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Yeah. So many people didn't know this. They all know that my cousin is Rachel Perry. No, nah, just and my character-wise, your uncle is my, Morgan Freeman. My uncle on my dad's side is William the Refrigerator. Perry. <laughs> yeah, nice. But yeah, no, uh, so, so my uncle... Uh, they, they, they brought out this automobile. So when I go to meet my uncle and the man affectionately known as Mr. K, Mr. K look is about an 80, yeah, about 75-year-old man, and he steps out of the Lincoln, which I see it pull up in an AMPM on Crenshaw where we're going to meet them to take a look at the car, and he is chomping on a very large cigar, much like if you had to picture the man, but if the man had hair. Because usually the man is a bald man when sure. you think about the white man. Like, yeah. This guy, you know, he's a wealthy guy, very sweet man. and uh, But he's chomping on a large cigar. So I get in the car and it basically smells like 15 men have been playing poker in it for about nine years. Now, here's the thing. You said this was his wife's golf car, so are you assuming that she as well was smoking a few cigars in the car? Was, was she a cigar smoker? His wife might do be on the cover of uh, Cigar Aficionado next to Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> All right. But a, a golf car? Like, what am I missing here? Well, it was like the, the, the his their second home in Florida, his wife's, the, the one that they went to go play golf. She basically drove to the golf course in that. That's back. fucking amazing. Yeah. So I've got this, and it is a comfortable automobile. And now, because yeah. my, my jet is going to die, so I need something to drive. But it being kind of a, a guy who gives a shit slightly about the environment and everything, I do feel I like if you were to picture the perfect car for me, probably Lincoln Continental might be the last thing you'd put on your list of cars that suit Todd Perry's personality and ethos. You'd rather get one of those hybrids that destroys the environment with that massive battery that you got to throw in the landfill. Yes, John. Yes, I would. I, battery... You'd rather destroy the environment in ways you're not aware of. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't. You know, results are results. I just want to feel good. 
Okay. I just want to feel good all day and all night. That's but why I'm having Lincoln, some Tisdale. But the Lincoln Continental makes you feel very good when you drive it. Now, John, how did you feel when you sat down in this beautiful... Was it, it's, it's kind of a grayish blue Well, with JBL sound system... I think beautiful leather, probably from it exotic is. cows. It is a, it, it is. You're getting a little bit ahead of yourself because you mentioned that you had this car to me, and you basic, you said, uh, yeah, it smells like. You basically told me the line. It smells like five men have been playing poker in there for the last twelve years. So when I got here, because I was dying to see the smoke mobile, as I attempted <laughs> it, and uh, you were like, I've aired this thing out. I've fabriced it. It hasn't mattered, dear. I think there's a midget smoking in the back or something like that. <laughs> So I just expected to go up and like literally I expected to look in the window and not be able to see because there's that old school like bar cigarette and open the door and just smoke just wafting out right. and just say, is something on fire? You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Still airing out. And um, it, it, it de- like, uh, so anyway, I, I got there. I was very excited and I sat in the driver's seat and it's very comfortable. Now, it does smell like someone smoked in that car for a long time, but it's not nearly as heavy as you made it sound. Well, to, to that, be fair, I fabrized it since we had the conversation. Okay, that might be fair, but, but you had mentioned that you had mentioned that you were on like the eighth for breezing, and that it's barely it had barely made a dent in the amount of smoke coming out of the car. It was that, and it got black iced. Yeah, like they I mean, spray that ghetto shit in your car, like the ghetto car wash. Yeah, so where it it kills the smell, but then it just makes it smell like. I mean, I the way the you smell of the hood. The way you like had described hooking. it, it was like there was like a four alarm fire that we had to put out at the U.S. Bank Tower, and firemen have been like on it for like three weeks, and they've only contained it to like you know. <laughs> like 65 of the 73 floors you know? <laughs> right. you know so i actually got i'm like wow it's actually it actually is almost like the pleasant smell of stale smoke this almost smells like an ex-smoker's car it smells point. like grandma yeah but to be fair i drove it to work the other day and back and um i think we did a show on low budget before about this and it was i quit smoking like i yeah. don't smoke cigarettes anymore i did for a long time i'll be honest and anybody wants to know how to, how i quit smoking uh, email the show at uh, Todd at FarUpPodcast.com versus we'll show up FarUpPodcast and um, I'll, let, I'll let you know my technique I used. and um, To quit, then to take quit it smoke. back up and then quit again. Yes, and now it's been almost three months. Yeah. So I'm doing really good and uh, feeling great. By the way, uh, do, do you want to smoke? No, I'm fine. I, I got smoke right here. You just smoke right in I front smoke. of me? I know. I don't care yeah. at all. It's I got just, Marlboro Reds right here. You want one? Now, if I can only oh, quit. God. I'm going to be That's that. disgusting. Well, thank you. And see, I think that you are actually turning into one of them, you know, and I'm doing the head thing over at John right here. No, I was, th- I was thinking. You're turning into a smoking snob. I was. Oh. And there's too many smoking snobs out no, there. I, now. I, I, no, I think, wait, I think, smokes. Buck see, smokes. No, well, tell, tell everybody, John, you smoke. Yeah, yeah. I smoke. John yeah. tested. It doesn't smell that bad, you know? And it's not as bad as you made it seem. Right. But I think your nose is just real sensitive to it, especially because yeah. well, you are sens- you yeah. are quitting right now. Yeah, and it also it does and, remind and, you of the smell of smoke and right. that entire smoker experience, yeah, which does kind of play with your mind a little bit when you did it for so many years. Right. It is a bit of an imposition. You're wouldn't turning a, into one of them. Wouldn't a smoking oh, snob be one of those it. guys who uh, just smokes like Nat Sherman's and Dunhills? And not those like are, Marlboro Reds. Those might be the biggest assholes in the world. Because say what you want about people who smoke. I smoke for many years. I have no problem. People smoke. People can smoke around me. I don't. I don't care. I don't make the fake coughing noise. Nothing. I say God. God bless you. But the guy smoking the Nat Sherman's looking down on the Marlboro Light smoker. <laughs> is, I like those idiots. Is a bad scene. But I came yeah. home after driving to work in the smoke mobile, 
Yeah, which by the way, I love that. It's like you you finally decide to quit, and you've actually got like the longest streak going. I think that you've had, and you immediately get a car that just uh, that you're like. <laughs> and especially you described to me, it's like there's a midget in the it's back like, smoking constantly. It's like an alcoholic working in a bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like that. It's like the yeah. alcoholic finally gets clean and like gets a, it, job. gets a job in the bar that week, the job yeah. that he'd been trying to get for the past 15 years. And the funny thing is my, my fiance goes, have you been smoking? And so she accused me of just smoking. automatic blaming on you. Yeah. Now that's the if if, if you have a it, like if you have actually like decreased the amount of smoke sent in that car by like ninety percent, I can see where yeah you could have gotten into that car and then it would have reeked like you had been smoking like eighteen uh, cigars. I'm saying come back to the team, baby. I'm gonna plant like some cigs in there for you. All right. Well, you know it looks like we have a caller online. Okay. It looks oh. like we have a caller online just to see. Um, we're gonna take this to the bone line. Uh, every once in a while, I think the great thing about the show nowadays, I've we've got the Raider Nation online just to find out if this need be. So let's 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 go to the bone line and see. Yo, baby, what's up? It's your boy C Money. What's going on, Raider Nation? It's been a fucking minute since I called the bone line, baby. And your boy C Money is pretty feeling good right now. C Money's got some opinions. Stop fucking with the quarterback rotation. We are fucked. We are fucked because the team's not going to know who the fuck their leader is. We're not going to know what fucking direction we're going in. Right now, Jason Campbell's the fucking man. He's getting it done. We're blowing up. We're killing fucking teams. The Raider Nation is fucking going crazy, and it's Halloween every Sunday in the motherfucking black hole. You know how it goes down. Last, last Halloween was nice, but it's always like that every Sunday. It's Halloween in that motherfucker every Sunday. So we, 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 we don't know how to do anything but fucking make it Halloween. So that's what's up. <laughs> Buck, did you listen to that? Uh, I heard some of C Money. I was John. What's your opinion? I was on noshing C- on some uh, curly fries. Uh, on, on C Money's thoughts on the current situation <laughs> we're dealing with with my woman thinking I smoke. Oh. <laughs> I, it's, it's hilarious. Well, C Money had a very nuanced opinion. Yes, he did. For, first of all, first big. I point. think uh, I think his point was that you need to go to the black hole. Yes. Because it's Halloween. It's Halloween every motherfucking every night. Every yeah. motherfucking day. Every motherfucking day. Up you know, in that motherfucker. This episode of Far Out Podcast is brought to you by a generous donation from the Tranny Porn Union. You're not gay, we've got tits. Like to kiss and tell? Got a salacious story of your sizzling situation you'd like to share with the show? Submit your titillating tale to Far Out Forum at FarOutPodcast.com. Your encounter must be 500 words or less and must contain all of the details. This does remind, like, I, I have another friend who uh, told me recently, he's not, he's not really, he doesn't really have a fan, he's not a fan of any of the teams, but a friend of his had tickets to go to a Raider game recently, he lives here in Los Angeles, he's like, yeah, I'll go, and he's like, I had no idea what he was getting into, apparently he had tickets to the black hole, and he's like, they walked in, and he's like, he's like I had a, and he had a green shirt on, just a green shirt, and uh, the thing is, he walked in, and people immediately started giving him shit, well, like, be- just like, 
the hell are you doing? And he's like, I've got a green shirt. He's like, I didn't matter. And it's like, it got so bad. He's like, before the first, before the game even started, he had been harassed so much. He's like, screw this. Went to the gift shop, bought a Raider shirt, put it on, wore it the rest of the game. He's like, I don't need the hassle here. And he also said he, when he went to the, uh, to go buy some snacks there, cause I think they were playing the chargers this game. Oh, that was, I went to the Raider Charger game yeah. in, in Oakland just uh, a, a few weeks ago. While, yeah. we, while we were on break from the podcast, I drove up to Oakland and went to a game. Yeah, um, he uh, like uh, he said he saw the guy, the guy was walking there in a Chargers jersey, and some Raider hand just pushed him down. Like, nice. it was, I think he was carrying like some beers or something like that, and just pushed him down. Just for, just for walking, the guy wasn't doing anything but wearing a Charger shirt. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, I went to the game and I had I grew up, you know, in Los Angeles when they were the Los Angeles Raiders, and yeah. just awaiting, much like most Christians, awaiting right. for the return. Wait a second, okay, <laughs> so they were the Los Angeles Raiders. They came here in '82, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you started be, you started following the Raiders in '82. No, well, I was born in 77. Okay. And so... You could have followed him when you are five. By the time I was 10 and could grasp okay. the intricate rules, my father was a Raider fan because he's from West Virginia. All right, when did he start following the Raiders? Uh, probably, I imagine, I think he lived, he lived in LA for many years and wasn't really a Rams fan. And I think he probably in the 70s because they were such an interesting team, had such an interesting image and were so apart branding-wise from any other NFL team, became a Raider fan. Okay, here's the thing. Because the Raiders moved away from Los Angeles when, was it 95? Same year as the Rams. Yeah, 95. 95. Still huge. They still have Raider Nation stores. They, they have stores here that sell nothing but Raiders gear. Yeah. The Los Angeles Lakers, which have been here way longer. and have won no mo- stores. And won more titles. No stores. There are no stores where you can go and buy just Laker gear. And the other thing is, the Raiders have moved away from Los Angeles, but they're not the only team to have done so. Lots of teams have relocated, um, you know, all throughout sports. Uh, the Rams, for example, they moved at the same time. Uh, the Cardinals moved not that long ago um, from St. Louis to Phoenix. Um, the Cleveland Brown, the original Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore and became the Ravens. Right. The Seattle Supersonics moved from Seattle to Oklahoma. Became the Oklahoma what? Oklahoma Thunder. Thunder. In fact, yeah, in the Browns case and the Sonics case, the move was so bitter that the city sued to keep the name so that when the team moved, they couldn't even have the name. Wow. Now, an Oklahoma Thunder fan in uh, Seattle, extremely hard to find. (laughs) A Baltimore Ravens fan in Cleveland, extremely hard to find. Uh, but yet the Raiders have moved, and even Rams fans in Los Angeles, you can't really find them. But no, the Raiders, there are no Rams bars. Yeah, there are no yeah. Rams bars, but the Raiders picked up and left basically in the middle of the night, just like the Rams did, and uh, moved back up to Oakland, and yet still a ton of Raiders fans. When I go to the 7-Eleven on this corner, if I buy a 12-pack of Bud Light, it, it says, it has a Raider yes, logo on it. on it. Yeah, have, if, if you go drive by LAX, it says in Spanish, it says, uh, it's, it's un, un, uno nacion, una cerveza. There's no denying. One beer, one nation. There's no denying there's still a ton of Raiders fans in Los Angeles. And the Raiders have sucked for, well, they're yeah. good, doing well now, God right. bless when the show airs, but. Yeah. And also, the other thing is, all these Raiders fans in Los Angeles also seem to hate Al Davis, who's owned the team the entire time. The whole time, right. Right, right. <laughs> Whether so, they hate him or they have major problems with him. So here's my question. Yes, and I'm why? a member of the Raiders. You Nation. are, and yes. so that's why I'm asking you this: Why? Why are you still a fan of the Raiders? What have they done for you? Tom? Well, I mean, that's the thing. They've done things 
after why are you still a fan after they have picked up and moved from Los Angeles? They've uh, moved on. You haven't. They yes. They have moved on. You well, it, it's kind of like this. It's like once I don't know. Once you're stamped with the brand of loving a team, maybe I'm just a loyal person. Like I am not going to like deny. Like if if the Dodgers up and left. I would still be a Dodger fan if you know, it's like the Dodger fans. But that in wasn't Brooklyn. true. No, they were not fans in Brooklyn after but, but they lost. Lots of lots of them stayed in Brooklyn, diehard Dodger fans uh, of the Los Angeles Dodgers after they left. Hmm. Lots of them were pissed as hell, and probably more pissed than LA yeah. fans. Because the thing is, LA fans knew coming in that they had this transient renegade team. Yeah. And the Raiders already had lots of fans. Kind of. Oh, so you're saying that uh, the Raiders are kind of like the uh, dirty rocker with syphilis that comes in and bangs you once, that then leaves, and the, you're gonna the keep church. the syphilis and still long for them forever. Right. Exactly what I was going. The, the metaphor I was going to use minus the syphilis of like the the. You're <laughs> All right, about, AIDS then whatever. You know the Ra- whatever, whatever STD whatever you, you prefer. Want to throw in, right? Yeah, yeah. The Raiders have always the been herpes. A, they've always been a bad boy. And yeah. and then like a bad boy, he's got to ramble on. He's got to move on to the new to to quote Adam Carolla. I don't want to take credit for that joke. Got to ramble on. But um, yeah, they, they've they've got to move on. And you know when you're dealing with a renegade owner, no, everybody fell in love with the team not because necessarily they were the L.A. team, but because they were the fucking Raiders. So you're saying that the Ram, the mistake that like say the Rams and the Cardinals, the Cardinals, uh, the Sonics. Um, the Browns, all these teams made where they were trying to be the good husband. Right. And they were caught cheating with their secretary. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and these guys, you knew the Raiders were going to cheat. People were Of course they were going to cheat. From the moment I knew about the Raiders, I the knew that they weren't going to be around forever. The second they moved to Los Angeles, they were courting like New York and uh, and Green Bay, they they were probably courting every other NFL market at the same time. Right. So everybody knew that they were going to love the Raiders. Like you knew it was the price of admission. You knew you were going to be hurt. You weren't hurt. You we knew. knew we were with the bad boy. You yeah. got to assume that anybody who was hurt when the Raiders left, they you knew you were going to be a single mother raising this illegitimate <laughs> child. <laughs> exactly. And so you know what? Um, as Raider fans, you'd be like, if you were hurt, then you were a pussy. <laughs> and I yeah. got to say that if you if you look at the average Raider fan, they are not pussies. Raider fans oh, are construction no. workers, uh, you know, rapists, uh, rapists, uh, people with criminal records, like Raider dock fans. workers, so union guys. They're not just the team. Yeah, they're doc- definitely dock workers, union guys. By the way, not workers. all those guys like in the same category. Like rapists, definitely like the Raiders, and dock workers like the raper- Raiders. But they're not both raping. Right. Only the rapists are raping. I think they should be called the rapers. <laughs> the, the Oakland, that's the, the Oakland L- rapers. That's probably the, they'd probably gain more popularity if right. they if they were the I'd Oakland rapers. I'd watch it. Good lord. What what else do pirates do? We yeah. rape, we plunder, rape, we pillage, pilots, we, right. and then we steal all the money from your town, and then we move back home. Now, does the that Oakland have rapers. something to do with their name? Like, because the the Raider Nation would not be the same if they were say the Oakland Parakeets, the Buccaneer Ra- Nation. Yeah, even the Buccaneers, the Jazz Nation. Now, I have another question for you, because I, I was just thinking about this. What's the Raider Nation's opinion on John Gruden? Because, you know, Raider coach, and he got shipped off because Al Davis is cheap. I, and they knew I, he was good, and then he came back with the Buccaneers and beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl in 2003. I think that the majority of Raider fans like John Gruden. Yeah. Even though like they have a certain distaste for Al Davis, but they, they like John Gruden because... They were a great team under John Gruden. Yeah. And they had, what was it, like 99, 2000? Like they had yeah. some great years, not to get 
too knees deep in right. football stuff. But yes, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, think I what think, I've heard of most most Raider fans do like John Gruden and think of those as the good days. Now I think I I think this. Do they actually look it with sort of bittersweet fondness on John Gruden coming back in and beating the Raiders because of the uh, sticking it to Al Davis factor? Like I, you're like I would have liked the Raider win, but John Gruden fucked over Al Davis, John, and that part I I dig. John Gruden like was almost a, a true Raider. Yeah, see, in doing that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's almost he was almost more Raiders than the Raiders coach at that point, right. In some ways, exactly. So yeah, I do, I do believe they have a fond attitude, but but overall, the Raiders are one of the best brands in professional sports. You know what the Raiders stand for, and although they've had some losing years, they have had losing years with the coach. Breaking the jaw of an assistant coach. Yes, they've had many criminals on the team. They've had they've lived up to their image, even though they haven't been winning. When they're winning with that image, it pretty it's much makes better. them even beyond sports. You know, yeah. right now they have a good team, but they're a nice team. You know, so I think. But uh, like a football player, I really like respect. Like Kurt Warner, even if he were on the Raiders and like just winning, they'd kind of hate him, right? Because. He's got too good an image, right? Yeah. Oh, well, they have Jason Campbell right now, who doesn't really much uphold the Raider image. But Bruce Gradkowski, the mad Polak, who runs into coverage standing up and gets leveled yeah. like every game. Like, Bruce Gradkowski is a true Raider. True. Huh? No, you're going crazy. There's no crickets in here. Yeah, yeah there are crickets in here. No, but, I was trying but, to make okay. Buck go nuts. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I could hear the crickets. I'm sorry. Buck, you've never heard this before, but I'm sorry. You're crazy. You're high. You're crazy. <laughs> no, what the hell is that? Um, that's a cricket. Real quick, That's cricket fucking right there, now. There's that, one they way. They think it's night because the garage what door's the fuck? closed. Yeah, the they come in at night. No, actually, that's they're over his there. song. They're over there in the corner of the garage. If, if you throw something or somebody yeah. moves something. Like a, a flamethrower? Yeah, throw that up in the corner. That yeah. That did nothing. I bet if you open the garage door, it'd stop. But whatever. Yeah. So, it, it, I'm sorry. I'm in the sure. end, there... The, we, He's we responding knew, to the darkness. Anyway, we sorry. knew that we were with the man who would leave us. Right. And we knew that he was a rock star, and we knew that the autumn wind is a pirate. Yes. You want you wanted to try it. Like, if you had conquered him, you would have sort of liked it, but then you would have started ignoring him and gotten all fat and frumpy. And just... <laughs> So now. All right. Well, I feel confident now that I understand why the Raider fans are still here. Exactly. And you're going to see. They've got daddy issues. Al Davis is our daddy. Yeah. Now, Buck. Yes. How are you doing? Not bad, Todd. What's up? You were reading during most of this show. I told you I know I know nothing about football. I don't. If we want to talk Laker Nation, Laker Nation. Now, Buck is one of the biggest Laker Nation fans. I know. I know about. And right now we're at this moment. We weren't really talking too much about football. We're talking about the fans. I zone out. All right. I zone out. I don't watch football too much. I I don't find it boring because I understand it. It's like war. You know, two teams going to war. They got a bunch of plays and stuff, but... <laughs> they got a bunch of plays. Yeah, and they go to war. I just don't... I like basketball a lot better because, yes, there's plays in basketball, but it's fast moving. And having played basketball, I, I understand it a lot more. I, I played less than a half a season uh, football freshman year, and that was about it. I think I've seen the photos of Bucks. Would, football photo with Buck sitting with his helmet and his what know, was it? I don't know what that happened. What, what school was it? You no, it was for Bishop. Oh, it was Bishop Montgomery. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there were too many pictures taken of me. Uh, one of the coaches wanted to make an example out of me, and he wanted to put me at D line. And if you're looking at me, I'm not a D line. I'm not a D lineman. I, I thought of myself more as a Randy Moss. 
you know, like a receiver, yeah. like a receiver, you know? So, you know, I'm like, you know, I can catch the ball, coach. He's like, nah. To be honest, you're more like a Ricky Williams. You got Jamarcus you. Russell, you. basically. You needed to be developed, and your coach was like, we don't develop players here. We yeah. play football. <laughs> basically. We I'm going to bulk you up, Perez. <laughs> exactly. We'll teach you how to rape Perez, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it lasted half the season. All right. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry I tuned out. <laughs> I'm sorry I was tuned out today. Thanking was, everyone but Buck. Yeah, <laughs> I was same. tuned out. I'd like to thank everybody, and this has been the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. That right there is Buck Perez and John I was Sauer. here. And we'd like to say, uh, just win, baby. Though the days are long, twilight sings a song of the happiness that used to be Soon my eyes will close Soon I'll find repose And in dreams you're always near to me I'll see you in my dreams Hold you Someone took you out of my arms Still I feel the thrill of your charms Lips that once were mine